Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about being flexible when traveling together. Sounds good. So this last week was a very unusual week for us. Because we had no kids. That is highly unusual. In fact, I could probably count on one hand. Well, I could count on two fingers maybe the times that <laughs> this has happened. All, all of our kids were at camps. All of them, right, yep. that are at home. So we had an unusual, uh, a whole week with no kids. We sure did. So we had planned for I, you and I yep. to take a trip up the Oregon coast. That was our plan. That was our plan. And what happened to that plan, Darren? Well, a very important meeting <laughs> happened to that plan at work. And I got called into a meeting on a Thursday and a Friday of that week um, in Washington, D.C. So Oregon went bye-bye. But Washington, D.C. became a go. It did. So I went with you to Washington, D.C. And we took Monday. We hung out here at the house. You had a party, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's Monday. We're supposed to have a party on Monday. That's right. So, and we just kind of hung out here on Monday. I had some work to do. And then Tuesday, we hopped on an airplane and flew to Washington, D.C. We did. And I was excited about it because I've been making a lot of trips to Washington. And I wanted to show you all the places that I've been. The hotel that I always stay at, the restaurants I eat at, and all that excitement lasted for about 30 minutes after I showed you everything. Yeah, this is people at the front desk. No, Darren. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, I got to see your home away from home. That's right. And and let's just be honest. Shall we? Shall yes. we just be honest, yeah, Darren? Let's be honest. <laughs> that I, you were partly inviting me on this trip because you felt guilty about not being able to go on our Oregon Absolutely. trip. And Absolutely. so I want to make it up to you. And I thought it would be fun to go that you could come. And I didn't have to work the whole time. I had some time off. So I tried to make the best of the time that we had there. Yes. And it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about all the fun things we did. But you've been on business trips with me before where I've had to work and, and you got to see things. But you've been to Washington, D.C. before. We just went last year with the kids, actually. Right. And yeah, so um, I typically probably wouldn't have gone with you because I had just been there right. you know, the year before. So it wasn't like, oh, this was so exciting for me to go and see something new. But I wanted to go with you and spend time with you. And actually, that's one of the reasons um, that I do not work outside of the home. That's one of the reasons that I own my own business. Uh, daisyblossom.com. <laughs> Check it out. Actually, it's daisyblossomcreations.com. Yes, sorry, daisyblossomcreations.com. <laughs> Get it right, please. Check out our Etsy store, too. Lots, yes. of great, lots of great things there. But we made this decision um, long ago that if I, we had the opportunity for me not to work outside the home, that I would work at home with a home business so that we had the flexibility that if I wanted to go on a trip with you, I could. Right. 
Exactly. And I've gone on many, many, many trips, many trips with you. Right. This time I wanted you to go with me more than you wanted to go. No, I did want to go, but I was just a little let down because I was excited about the Oregon Coast trip. Yeah, which I wish you would have told me. I would have maybe just canceled those meetings and says I can't make it. Well, the Oregon Coast trip was going to be, you weren't going to be working. It was going to no, be, it was going to be a vacation. A vacation. And we, you actually don't do that very often. Like even when we vacation, you usually still take calls. And, and so this was going to be a week um, of just you and I not work. So I did not... I didn't feel like I could press the issue because you have recently changed groups. You're still with Intel, but you've changed groups. So when these meetings came up, I know you felt like you needed to be there. Right, and I appreciate that. But I feel bad, you know, about the whole thing, so. I'm only harboring a bit of resentment. Just touch. (laughs) You should feel it in the podcast today. Just a a bit. But we, we did have some fun. We did. Yeah. We did. And we always do have fun um, just hanging out together. So moral of the story, although it wasn't ideal because you did end up working more than I thought you were going to. And more than I thought I was going to. Um, it's important for us to spend time together. And it's important for you to know that I'm there for you. And I know you wanted me to see, like you said, where you've been staying and eating. And you wanted and me to meet. the people that yes. I work with, especially. Yes, you always like me to meet the people that you're working with. So I got to meet some of them. And so that's well, important. It puts, that, a, it puts a face and a personality to the people I talk about with you. Because I share with you everything that goes on at work. Right. Right, which because I see you as a trusted advisor for me. Well, I am a trusted advisor. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and after you meet some of these people, then you get even a better feel for them. And yeah, and no, I love about. to go out to dinner or lunch with your coworkers. I I love that. So, yeah. so that's the moral of the story that I'm supporting you. And I appreciate that very much. So after a five and a half hour plane flight to uh, Dulles, to Washington, D.C., we just spent the night. We went out to dinner, hung out at the hotel, and then woke up early the next morning, which was Wednesday morning, and took a two-hour drive out to Charlottesville. And specifically, we went to Thomas Jefferson's um, home called Monticello. Beautiful home, beautiful property, beautiful gardens. I'd never been there, but you had. I had about 12 years ago. Yeah. And you said it had changed quite a bit. Oh, quite a bit. I mean, if you haven't been there in a while, they have a beautiful uh, visitor center now, which they didn't have before, before you just, you know, met at a door to get in or at a certain area. But it's very well organized and very well thought out. Yeah, it was was really cool. We um, got to, you know, take a tour of the house and hear some of the history of how the house came to be and what happened um, there at the ha- when Thomas Jefferson lived there. It was, it was super interesting. You know, one thing that I really enjoyed about Thomas Jefferson and his house there was he was so in love with his wife. He was, and it was so, so sad so because they were only married for 10 years. Yeah. And then she died. She died in childbirth. Yeah. They had how many, 12 kids? Only two survived. No. It wasn't 12. How many was it? Well, I thought s- only two survived, the two daughters. And then of those two daughters, only one of them. No. Lo- 
No, that's not true. Because I, I know I remember there was an adult son because he was the one that did that movie. Remember? No, that was that was. Oh, that was Sally's. Sally's son, Sally Hemings' son. So of from his first wife, from his wife, yes, he had um, only two daughters that survived adulthood, and then one of those daughters died in childbirth. The other daughter had twelve children. Okay, there we go. I was going right. to say no. There's a bunch of. Yeah. A bunch of posterity somewhere. Okay. There is, but that's through Sally Hemings, which well, that was very interesting too, which we'll talk about as well. But um, Thomas Jefferson was quite the Renaissance man, highly educated, spoke several different languages, read and wrote in those languages, and was always studying, always learning something new. Yes, that was very important to him. Books and learning. Books and learning yeah. and gadgets and not very great with his money. I think he liked really expensive things. Well, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, I think we do. But he, when he died, he was broke, basically. Yes, he and, was. And um, and the house in Monticello and everything was sold off, and it was due to a family. I think the Levy family uh, bought the house, and it stayed in the house for a uh, hundred years. It stayed in the family for a hundred years until the Thomas Jefferson Foundation was formed, and they uh, gave it to them. And we were talking. Uh, do you remember? Um, when the son inherited from uh, Mr. Um, Levy this property, it was kind of run down. And I was thinking, gosh, what if my dad left me this historical thing, you know, Thomas Jefferson's home, and it's run down, and it's just this financial albatross it's around my money neck. pit. Yeah. I thought, wow, thanks, Dad, for that inheritance. Yeah. But, but what a great legacy that family has left to the rest of us to go see. Um, pretty incredible house. It was. It was an incredible house. And I also thought it was interesting that the whole um, feeling and... Um, emphasis? Emphasis, yeah. Emphasis there is about slavery and how it impacted Thomas Jefferson and his family. And yeah. It was very interesting because 12 years ago when I, when I went, it wasn't about that. It was more about Thomas Jefferson, the Renaissance man, his inventions and all the things that he contributed to the writing of the Declaration of Independence, the third president of the United States, right. the founder of the University of Virginia. Right. All that was highlighted much more 12 years ago than it is today. No, it, I mean, it was the biggest emphasis was slavery and um, specifically his relationship with his slave, Sally Hemings. Sally right? Hemings, yep. Sally Hemings, and yeah, that was super interesting what we that learned. That was really interesting what we learned. Yeah. She was actually sent um, to Thomas Jefferson with his youngest daughter that was alive um, when he was the ambassador to France, and she was sent with her on, on boat uh, because Thomas Jefferson wanted his daughter with him, and you can't really send a, a teenager by themselves. So Sally went, and when she uh, landed in France, she was given her freedom. Yep. So she was free. She could do whatever she wanted when she was in France. But, and we don't know exactly what happened, but she a, cut a, deal, deal. a deal was made, and she agreed to go back with... Thomas Jefferson and be, his, and be slave. his slave and he ensured her that if she would come and be his slave that any children she had would be freed by him 
at age 21. At age 21, yes. Right. And so you and I had an interesting discussion about this. We did. Why would anyone go back into slavery when they were free? I don't know. And, you know, we can only speculate because they don't know exactly why. That That's not written down anywhere. It's not. What, what I found fascinating with both of us is we tried to put ourselves into her shoes and to Thomas Jefferson's shoes, and we couldn't do it. No. Because our times today are so different than the times back then. Yep. Until we read one thing, and it was many of the non-slave white people or any, any, anyone that were poor lived in far worse conditions than most of the slaves that lived on these very wealthy plantations. Well, yeah, especially at Monticello, the slaves were actually given pretty nice living quarters. and Except for the fact that they weren't free. They weren't free, It was just no. a big deal, right? right. I mean, we're not trying to trivialize that. No, no. But after reading that, I thought, well, maybe Sally Hemings was like, I could be free, but I'm going to probably live a pretty tough life. Right. Or I could go back and give a life to my children when they turn 21 they will have skills that they learned at Monticello because that was something Thomas Jefferson did with all of all of his slaves was he taught them trades. Right. Because Monticello was this working, not just farm, but industry that was going on there. So he's, he spent a lot of effort in training his, his slaves, of which um, her children all had trades when they were set free at 21. Right. So, so it's interesting. And we also talked about how maybe because— we learned that he had children with her. In fact, he was most likely the father of all of her children. Yeah, of, uh, three survived, one yep. died. Yep. So they said that they they are for sure that he's the father of one of them. Of one. But most likely he was the father of all of her children. And at first I was like, oh, that's so awful. And, and, I'm, and maybe it was. I, we don't know. But we also talked about maybe... When, maybe they were in love. Maybe, maybe that's why she decided to go back and live at Monticello. And, with and at him. the time, um, um, uh, whites and blacks couldn't marry in Virginia. No, so we don't know. I mean, I guess me being the a uh, little bit Pollyanna, I want to believe that this was somehow something something that she wanted. Um, so I don't know because otherwise, if it wasn't, it's just all so icky. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> what was fascinating for both of us was we can't really understand what was going on at that time. We are placing our morals that we have today back into, um, you know, 200 and something years ago. Right. And that would be very difficult to us to understand the circumstances. Right. And it made us think about maybe even the circumstances today that we have 200 years from now, are people going to be appalled that we would do some of the things that we do today? Right. Um, maybe. I, I don't know. Because it's pretty appalling to think that Thomas Jefferson had over a hundred slaves. Oh, very, very it's, appalling. It's appalling, yeah. and especially when he wrote those famous words, right? That all men are created equal. Right. So he did. So yeah, we, we it was kind of emotional, and we we you know kind of talked a lot about it. And so um, if if we anything we got from Monticello was some some deep thinking and talking about. Um, about what life was like back then. Yeah. Something else interesting that we noticed, we went over to his grave marker, and he's got a big, tall um, monument. Obelisk, yeah. Yeah, which you said you would like that. Yes, I want that when I die. Mm-hmm. I want something yeah, big. Yeah, I'll get that for you, sweetie. Yep, no problem. <laughs> yeah. um, Who says you're dying? I'm dying first. We're going out <laughs> together, baby. Um, so anyway, but 
it says Thomas Jefferson. Um, oh, yeah. It mentioned the Constitution. It mentioned that he the was... The author of the Declaration of Independence. Yes, the author of that. It men- mentioned the, the founder UVU. founder of UVA. U- UVA, yes, not yep. UVU. That's Yeah, that's University Utah. of Virginia. <laughs> um, it does not mention... That he was president. That he was president. States. Yeah, fascinating, it's isn't it? fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is. And then his descendants... <laughs> Are all buried there too. So if yeah. you're a descendant of Thomas Jefferson, then you could be buried there in that little graveyard. And we saw some gravestones that were from uh, 2018. Yeah. In there. So very, very fascinating. Cool. Yeah. Very cool place. After that, we went over to University of Virginia where I had a meeting um, there. Mm-hmm. And Did you hear that? Yes, I had. Did a we just happen to end up in? <laughs> In what? What was it called? Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlottesville. Yeah. Charlottesville. Well, it was actually impromptu last minute. I had a phone call with um, someone from uh, University of Virginia, and uh, I said, well, I'm going to be in Charlottesville on Wednesday. And he goes, I have, so, I have uh, some time in the afternoon to talk to you face-to-face, which was an hour. So that was, it was uh, copacetic, I guess. <laughs> but we got, to, we got to go to UVA, which we probably wouldn't have gone. No, it's a beautiful, in fact, we were looking at this article um, that same day, the most and beautiful campus. Yeah, in, it was in out the of world. the top yeah. hundred um, beautiful campuses. It was number one, and it was pretty amazing. It was, and it was it was very fascinating to see um, the part that Thomas Jefferson had architected, and uh, it was it was a beautiful campus. They did a great job, and you went to your meeting, and I wandered around, and you got to talk to. I Rachel. talked to Rachel because it was her birthday. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, it ended up working so out just turned great. Turned out to be quite a good day. We ate at a really cute little place. Uh, most of any college town. Yes. Firefly was the name of that place. Yeah. And we, we, they had uh, trivial pursuit cards on the table, and we oh, realized how little information we, so we know. Dumb. <laughs> In fact, we were even doing the kid cards, and we were still getting most of them wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll nail the 80s because they had the 80s trivial. Trivial Pursuit, and we did pretty bad on we that We did really too. well when it came to music or entertainment. <laughs> yeah, but nothing else. It was geography. Pretty you're pretty good at geography. Yeah, I learned, yeah. I know some geography. I but was yeah, surprised. We don't know a lot of... Uh, P- politics. Polit- I mean, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. After a great Wednesday in Charlottesville and beautiful drive in the country. Yes. Um, Thursday came around, and Thursday we had this all planned out. It was going to work great. I had meetings in Arlington, which is right down near Washington, D.C. Paige was going to go visit one of the museums she hasn't seen yet there, the Museum, which yep. is really cool. Museum. I was excited to go see it. And um, I checked in the morning, and I saw that my meeting had been moved to a town called Reston which is about 45 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. Only about 15, 20 minutes from our hotel, where your original meeting was going to be about 45 minutes from our hotel. Right. So we... We woke up early to get ready woke to go Woke up early, in. and then all of a sudden you said, oh, wait, I just looked at my email, and I don't have to go into Arlington. We're going here. So I dropped you off, and I said, okay, I'll just go. It was in a kind of a shopping area. Yeah, it was a nice shopping area. And I thought, well, I'll just shop around here. And then you called about five minutes later and said, said come um, back and get me. We're in the wrong place. I The email that I read was an old email, not a new one. And the place was moved a couple times back and forth and ended up being back in Arlington. And I couldn't make the meeting in time. I was only 15 minutes from the start of the meeting. So 
page just took me back to the office, which was close to my hotel, and I worked out of the office, and Paige had to adjust. I went shopping, and it was like it was fine. I was going to go shopping on Friday, and you know, get a manicure and go shopping. But I ended up doing that Thursday. Yeah, and which kind of threw everything off. It though. did. It kind of threw everything off. And then I met you and one of your coworkers for yeah, lunch, and that which was, was a good lunch. It was a good lunch. It was fun. And um, then you had a couple more meetings, and so I went to a couple more stores. And then what did we do after that? Oh, we we um, just relaxed, and then we went out to, to the movie that night. Oh, that's right. That's right. But no, it, didn't yeah. we go to the? We went to the no. We went to the we went to the Air and Space Museum. Oh, the Museum. Air and Space Museum. Was that like, was no, our plan some, anyway, right? Yeah, we were going to go to the Air and Space yeah, Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so our plan was that you would do the museum in the morning. We go to lunch with my coworker down in Washington D.C., and then uh, we would drive out to go to the Air and Space Museum out by Dulles, which is the really big Air and Space Museum. There's a smaller one in Washington D.C., but this one has like full air aircraft in there including the space shuttle discovery. That was really cool. And I'd that never been cool. there. I'd only been there once with the boys. Yeah, it was really cool. So we still went to the Air and Space Museum, which then you had another call. Are you seeing the... Is, yes, is everybody I have another Is call. everybody seeing the... It was the, most definitely the common a, denominator a working, here? It was most definitely a working. So anyway, he had another call. So I wandered the museum for my by myself for a little bit. Only half hour. It was only a half hour. Yep. And no, that was fun. That was really fun. And um, then we. But then it kind of blew. It kind of blew up your Thursday because you were really looking forward to the museum. I was. I was really looking forward to the museum. And I just. I just had those days planned out already. Yeah. And then I, you know, Friday was going to be my shopping day. So now, wait, wait. And then Thursday night, before we get to Friday, we went and saw yesterday the new movie. Oh, that was great. It was really good. It, it was, was really, really good. good. We we highly recommend I it. I cried a couple of times. Yeah, it was. And I'm not even a huge Beatles fan, but it was... Very it, well done. Yeah, you don't have to be a Beatles fan to see it. it no, was, so all you guys listening to this... There's a good twist at the end. Yes, was, a nice, yeah. good family movie. Yeah, there was only like two swear words, and it was pretty yeah. clean. It was, yeah, pretty it clean. was a really good movie. So that was. there was a. It started pouring rain right before we went and that saw it. That was really funny. That was. <laughs> so we were under a thunderstorm watch... Now, you have to understand, we live in California. We don't really get thunderstorms here. No, we do not. And you wanted one. In fact, when we headed oh, there, I you said, I love the thunderstorms. I want a good thunderstorm. Right. So, and every afternoon in D.C., when it's been hot and humid, you can guarantee that there'll be a thunderstorm somewhere. Yep. And so we had a downpour. Yep. So we went to go out to the movies, and it was just downpouring <laughs> lightning everywhere. So I ran out to the car. And came back around where they had a um, a carport or a, a, what's that called? Where you drive under. We don't have them here in California because yeah. it doesn't rain. Um, to pick you up. And you weren't there. You ran inside and get, got an umbrella. Thank I did. Goodness. I checked out an umbrella from the from the front but desk. It was it was fun as we walked in the rain to the to the movie. It was and, and the we lightning a, and thunder. It yep, was had a good movie. And then- Friday, I got to sleep in. I was very excited about that. Yeah, what time did you wake up, honey? Well, I got <laughs> up at 10. I think I slept for 11 hours that night. Yeah, that was nice. Was, I was already, she didn't even, she didn't hear me go. Yeah, it was awesome. So, so that was nice. But And then I got up and I walked over to the mall 
And I was kind oh, of already was right there. Yeah, I was kind of already shopped out because I'd shopped the day before. Yeah, and and I kind of I probably should have figured out a way to get you to other museums or something else to see that day. Yeah, but anyway, and I I was thinking because I I don't shop that often here. I mean, other than on Amazon, right. I don't actually go to the store and shop hardly ever. <laughs> so I thought, oh, that's fine. I'll go over and shop some more. But I was just like, eh, I didn't really feel like shopping anymore. But I did get a. I got a manicure, which I rarely do. So I, I saved you tons of money that day. I said I, I spent 15 bucks today. I know. That was a good day. <laughs> the day before wasn't as good. But. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But yeah, so then I just went back to the hotel, packed us up, and waited for you to come back and get me. And then we went to the airport. Yeah. Where, yeah, the, the, the flight home was quite interesting in itself. Oh. First off, Dulles Airport in summertime is packed full of school groups and people on vacation and immigrants and everybody and their dogs yeah, coming yeah. to Washington, D.C. Lots and lots of people. So it was it was packed, just a madhouse. But they did a good job. They had every security station they open. They did, which has not been common from all my yeah, other flights there. They got us through. So we got through security pretty quick, but then there was no place to eat. Mm-mm. Everything was packed solid, so... Um, and then our our airplane boarded just on time. It was everything was going great. Yep. And then we we literally start to you know go down the runway. He even says to the flight attendants, you know, flight attendants, prepare for takeoff. And we go a little bit, go a little bit, and all of a sudden you hear this, an engine shutting down, and we're all like, uh, the pilot comes on immediately and says, we're in a hold. And so we parked. We were in a parking lot of airplanes. Yeah, you could look out the window and there was a stream of airplanes on either side. Yep. And we sat there for two hours on the tarmac. Two hours. I'd watched a whole movie before we even I'd already had my my nap. (laughs) For those of you who listened before, I always fall asleep before the airplane takes off and I wake up when I hear the ding, ding at 10,000 feet so I can get my laptop out. Yep. And I'd already fallen asleep and woken up. But we did have a blessing in that. We did. We didn't have anybody. Well, the guy sitting next to us, uh, got upgraded to first class. Dang him. I was number two on I the know, list. I know. You were number two. He was number one. And uh, he got upgraded. So we, but we had an extra seat then in our yeah, row. In, in between us. So we yeah. had three uh, three seats for the two of us, which was kind of nice. It was nice. But yeah, so we ended up being on the plane for six and a half hours instead of four-ish. Yeah. And uh, so that was a little long. It was a lot long. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, we got home and... Back to life. Back to life. Now, I think, what are some of the things you think we learned from from this trip? Maybe Paige shouldn't go on some of Darren's business trips always. We need to think about it and look yeah. at the, the schedule a little bit. I didn't realize you were going to be working all day Friday, and I didn't realize you were... You well, worked for a good portion of the day on Thursday. And then yeah, you had I didn't know I was going to be working on Thursday yeah, either. Yeah, so, so some things came up, so... And I need to be more prepared. Like I should have, you know, found some other things for me to do. On Friday. So that I wasn't bored. Thursday was fine, right? Yeah, Thursday was fine. It's just Friday because it chewed up some of the things you had planned on Friday. Right. So I just need to be more prepared when I go. Or sometimes I'm just going to let you go. Because like I said, I think a lot of the reason you invited me on this trip was because you felt bad about our Oregon trip. I did, but I also wanted you there with me. 
I know. You like for me to be there. You do. I do. I do. I like because I get to go out to dinner with you. Mm-hmm. I get to talk to you. I get to go on road trips with you. Yep. Those things I really enjoy. Yep. So I know, and I, I enjoy all that. It's just on Friday, I was sitting there thinking of all yeah, the things you were pretty bummed I out. could be doing at home. I just sit there going, oh, I could be doing this. I could be doing that. But I was a little bummed out on Friday, but the rest of the trip was, it was really good. Except for the long flight. That's a long flight. It is a long flight. And then when you sit on the airplane for two hours before Extra, you even take up, yeah. and it was hot. They didn't have the air on. No. Oh, yeah, it was pretty miserable. It was pretty miserable. But you know what? Was it worth it? It was worth it. I'm glad to hear you say it. It was worth it. To be with you, worth it. Worth it. Okay, the funny moment of the week actually happened on our flight home. Yeah, so as we just mentioned a few minutes ago, we had an extra seat in between us. So we kind of spread out. Oh, we totally spread out. <laughs> yeah, Paige had her feet on me and, you know, laying across, you know, the three yeah, we, seats. We had our stuff in the one chair. I mean, yeah, we were. And then all of a sudden, about two and a half hours. Yeah, about two and a half hours, almost three hours into the flight. Into the flight. The flight attendant comes up and says, um, Is that, is no one sitting between you? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> My feet are sitting between us. <laughs> And we said, yeah, no one's, the person that was here moved up to first class. And I go, okay. And then five minutes later, a flight attendant came and said, um, this person's going to sit with you guys. And that, it threw me for a loop because it was this guy that was a little disheveled, I would say. Yeah, he was. He was a little disheveled. He was a little disheveled. And um, I'm thinking... Why is he coming? Why are they moving him three hours into the flight? Is he causing problems back there? Does he stink? Did someone complain about him? No, like, he was very nice. He, he was. was very... But I'm thinking all these things of why they're moving him to be by us. You know. So yeah, I'm thinking all these things. And he sat down and he, he said- He sat in the aisle. I moved over to the middle seat. Yes. And he appalled. He said, I am so sorry. Thank you so much for letting me sit here. He goes, I was basically having to stand up. Yes, he was in between two extremely large people. Yeah, and, and when, when I saw him come up, I remember when I went back to the airplane to get water for you, use a bathroom or something, I remember seeing these people. They were like in the aisle and in the middle. It was, I thought, wow, I feel bad for whoever's sitting next to them because there was no one there because he went back and stood up in the back. Oh, okay. Because there was no room for him really to even sit. Right. So it was, he was very nice. It was kind of funny because we were like living the, the posh life on three <laughs> chairs. Yeah, it took it took us a few minutes to, uh, to organize a, ourselves, adjust, and yes. Yeah. But he was very nice, and he apologized profusely, and, and he didn't need to. I've I've been in those situations. It's not it's not fun. But right, not fun for any of those people. That, no, you know, not, not fun at all. for the people that you know. I'm sure they felt terrible as well. But yes, yeah, so that was our funny moment that our our uh, spread out luxurious plane trip we got it for three hours that's not bad yeah well actually more than that oh that's right because two hours two hours we were sitting on the ground we got it for five hours (laughs) so yeah so it was fine i think we only had an hour and 45 minutes left when he came and sat with us yeah if you like today's episode Give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. 
And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. Uh, But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On our next episode, we're going to be talking about triggers. (laughs) She's very afraid because (laughs) I have something to say. What do you have to say? Um, How to trigger your spouse. Okay. (laughs) 